0: Welcome to the Progressive Property Podcast, helping you invest in property for freedom, choice, and profit. You'll learn new, innovative, and multiple streams of property income, whether you want to start, scale, or systemize, and even if you don't have deposits. Thanks for joining <laughs> us, Paul. Um, obviously, for, peop- for people that no, don't Paul. know Paul Selman, what Paul Selman's been up to, um, so can you tell us a little bit about you, about before before you um, came to Progressive, did you have any property experience? Had you done any deals? Um, and when we mm-hmm. first met, I guess, where was that? Because I'm sure you remember, because I don't have a clue. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Of course. The, m- the best day of your life, right? <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: oh,
1: yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is the normal, uh, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. The, um, yeah, well, like I said, I'd started off in um, uh, with Progressive coming up for two years ago now in November. Um, before i would got into Progressive, I hadn't got any property experience in the investment sense uh, whatsoever. I had, however, been running a plumbing and heating firm for about 10 years previous. So I've been kind of working in that industry, um, doing renovations and working closely with other trades and, and uh, going down that line. Um, always wanted to do property, but never um, had enough, Spare cash, especially where I live in Kent. So you can imagine the amount of money you need for a deposit down here. Um, then I was just on Facebook and um, one of my friends from school, Ben, who I'll talk about a lot, uh, lot more later, uh, posted a uh, an image of a book. I think it's a book you might know quite well and a no money down book. <laughs> and um, it was basically explaining how to get into property uh, when you don't have much money for, for the capital to start up. So I bought the book. Uh, took it on holiday with me, uh, Spain. Read it every night, and uh, yeah, I am. was blown away by I'll, it. I'll so so i am sure you. I am. Yeah, I'm sure you. Are. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, 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 I sleep. I sleep with it every night. It's my, it's my pillow. That's bad. It's my That's pillow. That's
1: really bad. <laughs> <No, I'm kidding. laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Cracking. Yeah. So all the knowledge yes. seeps back yeah. in. Is it? Is that what it is? Um, but yeah, so I really, read your book, um, and then got in touch with Progressive when I got back um they went to uh, multiple streams about this sort of october november down in london and um, yeah signed up for a course first and then uh, then on to your mastermind and uh, so when when areas.
0: what experience, so you were obviously plumbing and heating and stuff so obviously a lot of people watch it a lot of people watching mm-hmm. this will think okay you've got experience in property you know property um, mm-hmm. you know you could, you can obviously identify what work needs doing in a house as a pl- plumbing heating engineer mm. did did that um, Did you actually know how to be a property investor though and what property investing was? Or what experience had you around investing before you met, before you went to, met, found Progressive, found the book, et cetera?
1: Yeah. Um, Well, yeah, I mean, I can see what people say about having experience in trades and things like that. That that has come in handy. But when when it came to actually investing, speaking to estate agents, um, working out, you know, how much money should be left in and out of the deal, return on capital. All those sort of terms were completely new to me, really. Um, So, yeah, I didn't really have any experience um, from that side of things. And especially strategy-wise on what you can do different areas in property was completely, um, I was completely in the dark of that until I started reading the book and things like that. Um, The only way I thought you did property is you bought one, uh, you get a tenant, um, and then you wait until that's paid back and then you maybe get another one. Um, so, because that's, that's the only one. way I've seen it done. In the past, so, so. Um, yeah. Had you
0: had you any buy to lets when you got started? Had you were you, did you own your own home? What was the start? What was the
1: starting point? Um, yeah, well, that, that's the funny thing, really. I didn't got any buy to lets um, at the time. Um, I just bought right. my own home, and uh, i had done it in a, in a roundabout way um, that I actually found out eventually was called the tenant buyer scheme so I was a tenant but I didn't know it um I had my, my, um, an investor buy the house and then I paid the mortgage for five years until I had enough books behind me in my business right. to actually then go for a mortgage myself and then I I, I took it on and the equity in the house, so that's bought a, that's, the house for me that's a really so, interesting you know. point
0: because obviously I teach rent to own tenant buyers on the no money down no money down training yeah and I, I think I remember when you were on that and you said, like, I'm, I was actually one of those. Because one of the things that I get a lot on the training mm-hmm. from people and before the training is, why would somebody want to do that? And it's the mindset of, of we believe that yeah. everyone wants to buy the house immediately, save up a deposit, buy. But, and I get it from a lot mm-hmm. of people, why, why would somebody want to be a tenant buyer? Why would they rent to own? Uh, surely that's still renting. If it's mm-hmm. rent to own, so at least you're, they're just still a tenant. Um, so... Yeah. No, so, yeah why, no. why did you do it? What was your reason for doing it? What were the benefits to you at the time to become a, to be a tenant buyer yeah. for another investor?
1: Well, like I said, based on the Kent market, I was, um, currently when I started my business, So, like said, you know, a couple mm. of years books helps to get, get a decent mortgage, especially back 10 years ago. Um, so I couldn't do that. I couldn't go and get a mortgage. Plus I didn't have 25% deposit, 20% deposit. Um, so I had two options, really, save up and carry on renting. But the rent in Kent was uh, phenomenal. I'm talking £1,100, £1,200 a yeah. month for a two-bed terrace where I was living. Um, so through a family member as the investor, they, they said, well, look, we can buy this house. Um, and then I was paying a mortgage that they were paying, so they weren't out of pocket. I was also paying a little bit extra, so they had something, which would eventually be known as a top-up yeah. fee or something like that. Um, and I was still paying less than the rent. I would have been paying for less of a house. It worked out about nine fifty a month. But the, the massive benefit for me uh, that that created was it, I was able to live in a house that I, knew I wasn't going to get kicked out of. Um, I was allowed to do it up how I wanted. And I knew that at the end of the five years, I could buy it. The only thing that was a bit of a surprise to me was how much that house then mm. went up in value in those five years. So it went up. We, we agreed all of this in the early stages at $1.97, I think it was. When I came to actually get a mortgage on it, it was worth three twenty. So all of a sudden I'm going straight in at a home to value of about 70%. So I still didn't have right. to save up the deposit. The house bought the, you know, pay the deposit for me. So it was a, a so brilliant how, how, deal for myself. It was a great deal um, for you, but
0: how did you feel then when you actually realized what had happened when you came on the training and learned about tenant buyers? What were you, what was your top, what were you thinking?
1: <laughs> yeah, I was expecting one of those comedy light bulb sort of moments. <laughs> so I was like, and that's exactly what the, uh, the avenue I, I wanted to go down um, initially uh, was. I thought, well, if that's helped me and, to be fair, when I looked at myself, I thought, well, I'm doing okay in business. Um, I was in my early thirties back then. Um, everything was going okay. And say in the 1980s, I would have been a natural house buyer, mm. you know, without any issues. But for the area I was living in and the money I was earning, the circumstances I wasn't, was not was in, I, I wasn't able to buy a house. And, um, and that seemed unfair to me because I, I thought, well, there's no other reasons apart from the sheer amount of cash and money involved in purchasing in Kent that um, right. you know, I couldn't buy. Um so offering that sort of service, I think, in the southeast mm. is, is going to be, if the property values keep going the way they are, it's going to be a massive sort of mm. growth market. So that's,
0: no, that's, that's just, right. tenant buyer is just one of the tools you learned on the, on the nominee Down weekend. Um, what what, yeah, a, sure. what mm. else did you, um, what other tools did you learn? So I call them tools for anyone listening, not strategies, mm-hmm. because this yeah. they're, they're not strategies strategies mm. are single let HMO commercial conversion the nominee down is the tools you mm-hmm. use to deliver the strategy so um what what yeah. other stra- tools did you learn and what have you done so what sort of what was the first thing you did after the training what was the first type of deal you went for
1: well yeah I mean the first like I said, came off the training thinking I'd, I'd start looking for tenant buyers because that's where I had a bit of experience already but um it, what it first did was it taught me to sort of open my eyes to different opportunities um, and what actually presented itself to me. Like, so still running a busy firm, um, that, you know, being able to go into the out of estate agents four times a week and building all these relationships, was, you know, it's doable, but not as doable as it is now. Um, so I started speaking to people. And you, one of the things you always tell people to do is just start mm. telling people what you do. So as I was going around customers' houses and in, in groups of friends, I was telling people what I did. And then um, that presented a, an opportunity with a contract sort of firm, much larger building firm than me. And we were talking about accommodation and, um, and what I was doing in property. And he mentioned that he'd actually got a bit of a problem with one of the sites that he was going to be working on. It was in Middlesbrough. Um, and he had to have a need for accommodation for six to seven months before yeah. contractors. So before the training, that wouldn't have triggered any alarm bells. But after the training, I thought, well, there might be something here. So uh, rent to SA kind of started floating around my head a little bit. Um, it's long story short, uh, we've managed to, I've managed to find out how much his firm were willing to pay for their accommodation because they were paying about £78 per night per person for seven nights a week for right. six months. So a lot of money. Um, I managed to find a four bedroom house up there, absolutely immaculate for about £1,800 a month. Um Servicing fees, so gardening, cleaning, getting the laundry done and stuff like that came to about a couple hundred quid, bills on top. Uh, it already came fully furnished, which was a sort of a must for me because I thought I'm only going to have this, maybe yep. like six, seven months. Um, and then, so yeah, and I charged four and a half grand um, to them, which was half what they were paying. So they won, um, but it was also double So what you I charged was them paying. four and a half
0: grand and you're um, paying 1800 quid?
1: Yeah, in rent. Yeah, what, um, yeah. We worked out a rate about 150 what was your prof- a night. What was your profit? What was your profit after cool? all
0: the bills, the gardening, the cleaning, everything? What was your?
1: It, it, was, a, it was around about the two three. Two thousand three hundred so yeah, um, pound a month profit on your first deal. Guys, yeah, it was great. Yeah, yeah. We've, we've got, got a lot like of that. people
0: watching this. <laughs> Can some of you give him some love? Can you give him some love? Twenty three hundred <laughs> pound a month profit from his first deal. Yeah from just telling people what he does. That is phenomenal. Guys, if you've got any questions for Paul, put them in the comments box. I'll ask him your questions live. Any questions you've got, anything you want to know about rent. That was a rent to rent deal, I guess.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was rent to rent for a specific cause, specific amount of time. I took the place on for six months because I knew that's how long we yeah. were going to need it for. It's so far away from me. I didn't want to be running an essay halfway way out the country. Chris Holt is saying, that. I love you, Paul. There's some love. All right, yeah. Love you too, Chris. (laughs) So, um, yeah, so that was, fortunately and unfortunately, my first journey into the property world because they weren't all £2,300 deals a month after that. Um, What it did do, though, is it built a relationship there as well with that contracts firm, and I was able to, and I still I them, even two weeks ago, they rang me up and said, Paul, we need another place. I've developed a rule within my company that if it was going to be for more than four months' stay, I would then do what? I did in Middlesbrough and set up um, yeah. a home myself and then take everything. Uh, if it was less than four months, it wasn't worth me doing uh, because if their contracts get pulled, they'll want to move out. We had a 28 day break clause in there as well just to make sure right. it was still an SA. And um, so, what I now do is I now pass these bookings on to other SA operators right. with a markup. So, I made £300 on the one that they're doing in Reading um, th- this month because uh, they're there for six so, weeks. And um, so, it's still right. a nice. Yeah. So the strategy,
0: strategy is, this is the key thing, the strategy is service to accommodation. The tool, the tool is mm. um, rent to rent, but also creatively looking at, and the thing that, that people miss about No Money Down, I feel, is that it's about creatively thinking, like how you can get staff for free, how you can make mm. money from, from um, getting a, a slice of the pie. So you're actually making 300 yeah. quid a month from, some, from that deal, without by just introducing somebody else to it and taking a cut
1: 10 minute phone call because of all the contacts i've made in the progressive community now this there's a lot of sa operators in different areas of the country and I've it takes me about 10 minutes to post on one of the pages has anybody got the yeah. accommodation in normally within 10 minutes i've got an answer back and he now thinks i'm the go-to guy for anywhere in the country Can i find accommodation um and you know so t- and because he trusts me, he knows I, it's going to be a good deal. He's. I confident. just want Is that, that to drop that?
0: in for some people. You're making 300 quid a month because you did, a, you got one phone call from one person saying they needed a house in X town. And you had a phone call with somebody in the progressive community in that town. And they provided the mm-hmm. house, managed the property, take care of everything. And they give you 300 quid a
1: month of the yep. profit yeah all, uh, all i do is i just uh, put on the markup invoice the company the money flows through my client's account and goes off to the service company, he, you know he needs some, he needs <laughs> some a- more love he <laughs> needs
0: some more love so for people that sit back and i hear this a lot there's no such thing as no money down you need to use money in property you can't make money from property unless you've got money to make money etc Um, how much money did you put into that deal that makes you 300 quid a month? Well,
1: nothing. So, absolutely zero. So yeah, what would you say to banking.
0: people who say no money down is not possible? It's not possible to make money from property unless you've got money, etc. cetera.
1: No, it's just got to get creative. <laughs> There's always ways. So yeah. Um, and right, so the more creative you get, and the more more strategies you get under your belt, the, 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 the mm. more fun you have with it as well, really. It uh, becomes fun actually seeing. well, uh, I mean, just another, we, we've got Facebook ads at the moment for trying to find properties mm. in our area, and it pulled up a, um, a property in Penzance, and we operate in Manchester. Um, but instead of just discounting, it, I was thinking, well, let's have a look anyway, and it was 100 yards from the beach, I thought, well, it might be an SA here, so I started the conversation, you know, just to think, well, what could, we can't do anything with it where we are, but, you know, service combination maybe so, in our work so yeah
0: it's so then the we talk about multiple streams of property income at progressive and um and your are 70 uh-huh. 20 10 and things so obviously you've got your um system set up now you're making money by introducing this guy that needs the properties mm-hmm. to other operators around the country um what else have you been up to mm-hmm. so is that it have you sat back and thought that's enough i'll retire now um,
1: and <laughs> No, no, I wish. So, no, I didn't so make that much. <laughs> what,
0: what else have you been up to?
1: Well, um, in the property light, I, we've started another couple of businesses as well. Um, what, I, I still wanted to build a portfolio. Yep. I still do. I want to build on what we've got. Um, so even though no money down deals are out there and we've, we've got uh, you know, various uh, just like examples of what we've done, where we've pulled almost all the money out of a deal, um, not all of them are. And and we found that, um, that a lot of the deals that present ourselves were great, but we didn't have the money yeah. to do ourselves. So what we started doing is sourcing these onto other investors yeah. that did have the funds. It's a shame because, like I said, we're building our investor network. And if we get that, that money, then we're good to go already because we've always got a constant stream of deals coming in. Um, so that's something that we offer. But we, we've started sourcing in a, this very niche area of Manchester, in the Greater Manchester sort of area. Um, and that's through my um, yeah. business partner. So, I mean, ben. you mentioned the
0: term we, yeah. So, Ben, obviously, you've gone into business with Ben. Uh-huh. And a lot of people that are watching this will be looking mm-hmm. at getting into business, um, maybe having a, finding a business partner, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, why yeah. did you choose to get into business with Ben? And what was his experience before you got into business with him?
1: Yeah, sure, okay. Um, well, Ben and I knew each other okay. from school, um, many Many years ago, too many to uh, mention there. Um, and, but we hadn't spoken to each other for quite a long time. Uh, but as I mentioned before, the introduction to uh, Progressive was via a book post. So it was Ben who put that post on okay, Facebook. Okay,
0: so Ben introduced you so, to Progressive.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah, because he'd been via the Progressive uh, programs for about a year previous to me. So, t- um, And it was Ben so who So it's his fault book. you entered my life. It is, yeah, yeah, vice versa. I <laughs> don't know who <they> blamed Ben. <laughs> He's bound to be watching, he'll love it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, he put a post on about no money down, and like I said, I, I, I thought, well, you see a lot of posts on Facebook, don't you, especially offering great stuff. Um, and I thought, well, you know, if I can't trust an old schoolmate with, with you know, giving me an honest actual review and, 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 and preview of what this company are about, uh then i probably wouldn't have looked any further into it but he did and he, and he 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 was glowing about progressive so i thought well that's when i started the whole multiple streams right. angle um now ben likes said, have been going for about a year yeah. more than i had um and he'd gone down a slightly different route he'd um because that's the that was the other thing is we both run separate businesses completely yeah. outside of property but we both got that experience of running a business um now he went down the sort of sourcing route originally did absolutely fantastically at it, um, especially for overseas investors. Um, and because he was looking to scale that business, it got us chatting and we decided to scale okay. it together. So,
0: so let me just ask um, a couple of questions on that. So when you say he was doing fantastically beforehand, mm-hmm. that, some people might be thinking he sold a deal, he sold three deals, he was doing okay. Um, how many deals had he mm-hmm. sold before he met you? But not, Obviously, Obviously, you met in school, uh, right? I mean, yeah. before you had the, you had the yeah. conversation about becoming business partners together.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, he, he he went like that as a big curve. He did one in his first six months, and then he did a further twenty nine in the preceding so twelve. Um, 30, sorry, went, deal, 30, thirty deals. Thirty deals. Okay. Yeah.
0: So, so uh-huh. for, for to help people that are watching this and the mindset around stuff, a lot of people will be sitting back thinking, okay, Ben's done thirty deals, um, and he's going to bring you into that business. What what um. Mm-hmm. A lot of people watching this think, well, why would somebody who's successful want to let me come into their business, let me be involved in their business? So obviously you were school friends, but school yeah. friends doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. mean, I was a school friend with you so you can have the yeah. my business. Why did he decide to say, listen, Paul, I, I, I've done 30 deals, I've made mm-hmm. all this money and I could do another 30 easily because I know how now, but you know what? The, the next 30, I'm willing yeah. to share it with you 50-50. Is it 50-50, by the way? 50-50. So yeah, I'm willing 50 to that, share yeah, yeah. with yeah. you 50-50. i mm-hmm. I'm going to give you half half my pie.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, th- that's a good pie. Yeah, yeah. Why would he do? Why? What? What? <laughs> yeah, well, why? Yeah, why? Uh, well, you probably have to ask Ben. But Ben, my, my oh, I'll, opinion have to get, him the I'll <laughs> get him on. I get him on here.
0: So Ben, if you're watching, <laughs>
1: I'll get you on here in a while.
0: And if not not, not tonight, but I mean in a couple of <laughs> months' time, because obviously Ben and yourself, Ben and Ben has also yeah. done my nominee Down training. He's obviously on my mastermind. So um. I guess one of the good things I can see is that you both, you both understood the same stuff. You understood the same, you had done the same training, you understood the same thing, you on the same journey. But that's, that's still not Mm -hmm. enough because you sit on my mastermind with, you know, more people, 10, 15, 20, 25 people. And so, so why, why would he, he, why did he give
1: away the pie? Well, like I said, we, we both come from different areas in the business world. Anyway, like I said, outside property, he, he runs a uh, sort of a manufacturing thing, and I run a uh, loosely related to the property he world said, anyway. Wait a, wait a second, so Paul. He said, you cynic-
0: tell me the truth when we catch up soon. I'm kidding. <laughs> wait, uh, he just said, mind, I'll, I'll yeah. tell you when we <laughs> yeah, catch yeah. up soon. But you, 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 yeah, can tell me, awesome. you can tell me now, and I'll get his version of the story later.
1: That's a, no, no, my, my version's first, so it counts. Uh, <laughs> but um, there's also a geographic difference between right. me, me and Ben R. Um, he lives very close to the patch. Um, I live very close to London. Uh, there seems to be quite a lot of uh, synergy there with finding investors in one area of the country and using money yeah. in a different area. Um, completely different property markets. However, it's a lot easier for me to deal with investors down here. So that's kind of a, a, an area of the business I've taken on um as well as others uh, but we've, that's that was one of the main reasons like i said having different you know two heads are better than one and different business backgrounds as well i think helps as well because when we can we can bring that sort of experience together and we go further i think, I think it was yourself who i heard first saying if you want to go fast go alone if you want to yeah. go far go together yeah Have i got that right yeah i remember that one i'm not sure if you coined it's an <laughs> it's african
0: good, proverb that i love um but it's true, so yeah. true. I tried, I tried yeah, to do property yeah. alone for ten years, and I built a debt. And it was only when I started doing things with other people, when mm. I got it, I got educated. Yeah. I started surrounding myself with the right people that it made a big difference. And
1: yeah, um, it doesn't. It's it's, it's un- I mean, you accountability from things like the mastermind students, you know, conversations with yourself, but having somebody who's in business with Mm. you giving accountability. So, I mean, me and Ben must speak nearly every day now if we get sick to death of it. But, you know, well, what have you done? What have you done? And it'd be so easy sometimes just to concentrate back on the business that I'm still building and scaling because I was trying to get Mm. out of my job to start with. Then I've analysed it and realised, well, I haven't got a job. I've got a business here. So We're we're going to touch on that
0: next (laughs) because I want to – I want yeah. to help people oh, with that okay, as well. On. So yeah. So Ben, why do you think Ben yeah. went into business with you and gave away half a decent pie?
1: I just saw a lot of potential, Kevin, you know. <laughs> so just you. you're in the you're in <laughs> so, the south, um, he's
0: in the north in Manchester, you're in Kenzie's in, in Manchester. North, I yeah. can see a good link there, first of all. One mm-hmm. is trust, I guess, from school.
1: Yeah. you Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. We already know each other. We, we've got the same circle yeah. of friends from back in the day okay. as well, which is great. Um, we know where we both come from, so we know that there's no, there's no bullshit yeah. coming with it, really. Um, another, another thing was the fact that we were operating in a slightly different worlds as well, because so, we have taken some of the profits from mm. the sourcing and then put it into the SA world, which is the SA yes. stuff that I manage and, and outsource and, and find JV partners for on that side. So we use some of the funds from that to to generate more funds to then put back his way to invest into buying our own houses. Um, so, so yeah, there's, there's just two, that's a good point. So I use yeah. my
0: rent to rent funds to, as deposits to buy mm-hmm. property. And I always say to people, look, there's only yeah. three ways to make money to build up a deposit to buy a house. You either exchange your time for money in a job and you'll run out of life before you run out of life mm-hmm. before you've saved enough money to buy enough property. You borrow money from They're other people, it. banks, private investors, angels, etc. or you create, create the mm-hmm. money, from within your business from other people's property. So you, you, you're using your rent to rent business yeah. to create money for deposit pots and your deal packaging business to create yeah. money for deposit pots.
1: Yeah, it works on a ratio basically that we source yeah. for. So you actually Is you were actually to.
0: listening to some of the stuff I taught you.
1: Fuck of you. course, yeah, exactly. I, I don't know how by the end of the uh, day three because <laughs> I think my head fell ben, off. From ben, <laughs> Ben, Ben um, is saying who wouldn't yeah. trust your face? Yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, well, it must be the Kevin, I think. God <laughs> only, true,
0: God only met so many no, perfect right. heads. The rest he covered up with the rest he covered <laughs> up with hair. So, um, that's it, mate. so yeah. you got your your relationship from when you were kids. You've got school. You've got um, mm-hmm. the fact the benefit of one you've both done the same training, you both understand the strategies. Thirdly, I guess one you've said yeah. you were in Kent, he's in Manchester. I get that link because he's there's cheaper properties up in Manchester, there's a lot of money, there's a lot of money in the mm. south. You could find investors in the south and then fund deals in the north. So it's quite a good link. And anyone that's mm-hmm. watching this needs to be thinking about yeah. how you know who's the right person for you in a joint venture partnership. A lot of people that are on my mastermind program mm-hmm. done my no money down training. They're joint venturing together because they're on the same path. But not not all the time do they go mm. to school together, but that that's not the first time in the progressive community where people that went to school together have come through the community. A lot of my former work, a lot of my former work mm. colleagues are coming through the trainings now because they've seen what they've seen what I did, yeah. seen what happened, and now they believe. They used to laugh. They used to laugh at me mm. when I was at work, but now they believe.
1: Um, so, well, there's other people in the progressive community that I've come across that I know from previous so, lives, and um, I you know I've. I've uh, you know I've, I've known from when I was in the forces so I, I could trust them yeah. as well and think well hang on is this, is this kosher <laughs> you know and they, they were like yeah come see I'm making thousands hundreds of thousands so they've done really well out of that sort of so, side of things as well so um, your business so obviously you're
0: plumbing and heating and a lot of mm. people think a, a lot yeah. of people that I know that are plumbers they're working they're self-employed so they own a job they own a job mm. and they're working full time and yeah. when I met you you kind of did own a job you were yeah, yeah. You were, yeah, you. When yeah, I remember yeah. when you, you, were like working long hours, mm. and you were head.
1: Yeah, you know, eighty plus. He, head, down, head down,
0: head <laughs> down, ass ridiculous. up. And yeah. I, I always say to people, <laughs> don't jump out of the airplane until you built your parachute. Build your parachute first, then mm. jump. Which is don't quit your job, yeah. and that's what people that mm. are in an earned income job. But when I meet people like you that are in a business. It's about looking at it differently and going, mm-hmm. look, you're not in a job. You're, you're, at the moment, you own a job, but the reality is you actually own a business. Mm-hmm. So what you need to do is systemize that business, yeah. take people on to scale the business, etc. So what have you done in the last couple mm-hmm. of years with your business? Um, have you hired people? Have you started to outsource some of the work? Have you freed your time up? And then I guess for people watching that are in a similar type of business, how have you, how have you done that?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. I mean, that was the great thing about progressive. It kind of opened my eyes to to just the business in general. Um, I've never really even considered the um, process of mentorship or anything like that. I thought you just start a business and you just work at it and it gets better and it goes bust through, it <laughs> yeah. gets bigger, you know. It's one or the other, you know. Um, so I've, I've, I've tried to make that transition now in my head from plumber to business owner. And it's, it's taken two years to actually get that round. Um progressive helped me point me in the right way of sort of increasing my networking. That's something I never did. I was a social recluse. I just, I just didn't want to talk to anybody. I was too busy putting boilers in. Um, so you know, but I've started things like the B and I. Um that, that led to property avenues as well as were uh, wider business issues. Um I've started to outsource Ooh. some of the admin, finally started to take on a, an engineer and the heating engineers are not cheap, so I had to get the business to a stage where it was going to be able to sustain me rather than me just taking a massive pay cut to get an engineer on. And um, So it's taken a year of building yeah. that workflow up and like I said, just structuring the business slightly differently, looking at it from a different angle. And the question that I try to ask myself every day is, that, is what I, have I done in the business today something that's going to make it more saleable in the future? Because if it's not saleable, i am still yeah. got a job. The only way my business is going to be saleable is, is if, um, is if yeah. I'm not needed in it so now i'm trying to structure everything to try and make myself Mm. redundant from it because the 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 plan is and this is from people i've met through progressive um is i want to sell this business in four years time if you'd asked me two years ago i would have wanted to shut the door and go into property but you realize everything's a numbers game and it's uh, property yeah it it looked great the grass is always greener Mm. straight away (laughs) you know but you once you start moving down that path you realize Mm. It's it's just don't, like any other. Yeah, you don't got to work jump out at this. Do, it scares
0: the life out of me. Yeah. Where I see people, they do a training course yeah. and they go into their boss the next mm. morning and go, "I'm out of here." It's like, yeah, if is, you are yeah. not using the free time you've got available, what makes you think you're going to use more free time? Use up the free time you got available. Mm. Create time. Everyone has got 24 hours in the day. It's about being smarter around your time. I rang you. I rang you earlier mm. today. Um, your phone number. Yeah, and some lady. Some lady answered. Mm. So, who's she? <laughs> yeah. What does she
1: do? <laughs> she answers the phones and takes oh, and right. takes the messages. Because like I, say, I, what I it, for one, it, it makes it makes my because it was life re- easier it was really interesting, Paul. Because in.
0: she said, "Hi, Paul's a little bit tied up at the moment," and I'm like, "Tied up? He's tied up? He's <laughs> yeah, tied yeah. yeah. <laughs> up? What's going to happen in the day? <laughs> How is he tied
1: up? So, what was, what was, hap- what yeah, was exactly. happening there?" Yeah. Well, like I said, I now pay somebody oh, so to take my calls.
0: That's all it was. So you weren't. You that's weren't, all it was. There's no time up
1: involved. Oh. No, 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 no. Like I said, that's the ah, Saturdays. That's, right, that's okay. a different girl. <laughs> so, but um, yeah, so like I said, it brings up my time, and that—that that was the other thing I sort of picked up is that time is um, is more of a valuable resource, and I'd actually put, you know, actually put pull up there on my priority list before I was doing eighty plus hours a week. Um, working from 7 in the morning until 7 at night actually on the tools and then coming back and doing all the office work till 11 o'clock barely seeing the kids absolutely knackered just driving myself into an early grave really um, and now I value my time on an yeah. hourly rate so if I can pay somebody less than what my hourly rate is yeah. to do something for me um, I've got a garden there now. It's fantastic. I love it. I just get to enjoy the garden on the weekend. It doesn't look like your lawn, but you know, that is is pretty good. I did them stripes, <laughs> like stripes. I did
0: them stripes myself.
1: I've, nah, I've seen your
0: son do that. He's on the mower.
1: That, the that was just for a picture. But. Mm, sure of it. But um, yeah, so it's, it's just little things like that that have made the Made the leap really. I've started to look at myself as. Uh, I mean, I used to call myself Paul right. the plumber. That's what I oh, was, Paul the plumber. All the customers knew me as Paul the plumber. Um, but the problem with that is that now the customers, when they don't see me walking through the door, they see Darren the plumber yeah. or you know, <laughs> or John the plumber. They, they think, oh, hang on, well, so your company, but, uh, your company you know was
0: called there. Paul the plumber.
1: No, no, it's PRS Plumbing Solutions, but it's I was always, always known as right. Paul the plumber. Yeah, um, and you got to yeah. work on that brand. You've got to be pulled mm. a property investor now, you know, <laughs> but, you know, just it, it, if you brand yourself like yeah. that. then you. I see a stuck. lot of
0: people and they're they're in the progressive um, community. I meet them and yeah. I say to them, so what do you do for a living? And it's a test. And they always say to me, oh, I'm a plumber. or I'm an electrician or I'm, you know, I'm a secretary. I'm a secretary. Or mm. I'm a doctor or whatever. And you're like, no, you're not. Yeah. You're not. You're a property mm. investor and you're not faking it till you make mm. it. But you absolutely have to be it till you see it. You have to believe, if you don't believe within yourself you're a property investor, how's somebody else gonna believe you're a property investor? So how did did you Mm. overcome that mindset? And then um, how long did it take initially over the last couple of years to get that, to start stop saying Paul the plumber? And what benefit does it add to your business? But before you answer, guys, give us your Mm. questions. If anybody has any questions, anything you wanna know, just put them in the comments box, write down your question, put it in the comments now, I'll ask Paul the question. Anything you want to know about getting out of your job, about running a business and property at the same time, whatever it may be. But Paul, the mindset shift—how did that come? Out? How did that come about? Was mm-hmm. it easy? And um, what benefit did it have once you got there?
1: Yeah, it's not easy, and it's still a work in progress as well. To be fair, um, it took at least a year. Um, but yeah, a lot of reading. Um, I think in the last. 10 years prior to Progressive, I must have read maybe one book, and it's probably a fiction one. Um, and I think I've got through about 30 a year. And <laughs> now, since then, you know, thank God for Audible, it's fantastic. But it, it just drowning your brain in that sort of stuff really does help. Um, and there's countless books out there that I could name that have helped me on my way. And just it, it, it's really flipped my life. I mean, even things like. Um, I, I gave up drinking just because I found that it, my, even though I was only having a, maybe a couple of glasses of wine a night, maybe. Just, like just that, a just a I'm couple of
0: glasses hard. of wine a night.
1: Every Not every night, you know, every now and then. But it was enough to take the edge off, you, you yeah. know, off from my mind and dull it down a bit and, and not give me that mind space to think and, and, and actually try and try and build stuff and see where my future wanted to go. It's so much easier to just go and have a glass of wine and sit yeah. down at the telehealth, like, you know, so... Um, bits and pieces like that have all come together then to sort of go. Well, look, now I've got an aim here. I mean, I used yeah. to play the lottery uh, religiously, twenty pound a week, you know, on different Euro Millions. The other um, that stopped the moment I walked through Progressive Door because I thought, I don't actually need. I can do this myself. 20, <laughs> 20 quid a week on the
0: lottery, <laughs> Just,
1: probably. The, yeah, something like that. Somebody you? once oh, said yeah. to me, and
0: I've written it down, that the lottery, the lottery mm. is a tax on the uneducated. Because the odds on mm, the yeah. odds on winning okay, that- are phenomenally low, and yes, somebody could win, and yes, you've mm. got to be in it to win it. But um, mm. you've got to make your own luck in this life, and if you, and if you, and make your own no, lottery, mm. and you can build wealth quicker mm. than trying to win the lottery. If you're, if you're, mm. if you're
1: yeah, no, i bring If your it. plan mm.
0: for wealth, if you're watching this and your plan to replace your income, your plan for financial freedom is winning the lottery, you've got to write a new plan. Because, yeah, somebody could do it, but the odds are are stacked against you. And when you do do it, if you play it for 20, 50, 30, 40, 50 years, you'll probably win it when you're Mm. 75 and you don't need it anymore.
1: So, The other thing is is I I realise if I won it, I wouldn't know what to do with it and I'd probably blow it because it all comes Mm. with education. And I think that's making that money as you go through the process allows you to keep more of it because that, now I understand like, well, mm. if I've got this coming at two and a half percent, but I'm going to get 12% and that's still great to do because I'm going to earn you all, yeah. the two years ago now. But also, also you <laughs> so, appreciate
0: the value of it because you've worked for it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's a yeah. lot to be said for that. Um, and, and there's a, I think the pride in it yeah. is more, it's worth more than that. value have the a, you've got a lot of um, people
0: who um, have won the lottery in the past and they've become, they've lost it all
1: again because they didn't, they didn't know how to handle it. Mm, yeah. Mm. No, that's it yeah and um, and they, they won't put it mm. in the same places they don't uh, the financial education is something i think is massively mm. missing in the educational system sonia's just
0: commented and said i don't yeah. drink either paul it's amazing how much clear-headed you feel isn't it and i do, i'm irish right yeah. i must be one of the only irish people in the world that doesn't <laughs> drink i've never drank and it's amazing the yeah. amount of yeah. business people the amount of people i meet that don't don't drink yeah. because you can you can, you've got, you're not just clear headed, but you can get a lot more out of your day because you don't wake mm. up hungover. You wake up buzzing to yeah, do business. Yeah. So, for anyone that's watching, quit the drink. What are you doing? Yeah. Quit the drink.
1: Well, even Ben, <laughs> he doesn't drink. Because I told him, I said, I've, I've given that drink. It's been a year now. And he went, Yeah, it's popular now. It's been 10 for me. <laughs> I was like, Right, okay, what, what's going on here? And I'm missing a trick. And they seem to be. Well, you, you always say that well, you become the sum of the five people you hang around with most. Now, before Progressive and that sort of journey that I started on, I didn't know anybody that didn't drink who was over you 18. And,
0: me, you and on one. A, me, you and Ben on a <laughs> night out, it'd be a blast.
1: <laughs> then yeah. bench Blue yeah. would be flowing, Kev. <laughs> yeah, that would be I'm, fantastic. Yeah, imagine if I, so, did, yeah. uh,
0: if I did drink. I'm nuts <laughs> enough without drink. If I drank, God help me.
1: God help anyone yeah. that'd around me. Well, I did 10 years in the Royal Navy, I did. So, you know, that's mm. where I got my drinking. I drank enough for a lifetime in the, in the Navy. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's little, it's little bits and pieces like that that have, have helped make that mind shift. Um, I mean, one of the major things for me, and I even had to do a little bit of counselling to get over this, but during the, my 20s, absolutely fine standing up in front of a group mm. of people and speaking. Um, I did, it had a lot to do with the fact that if I was told by a commander in the Navy I had to do it, I had to do it anyway. So I didn't have time to be nervous. Then eight years of working for myself, price of aggressive. And um, even when you pick, pick on me in the audience or something like that, and you'd ask me, Jesus, the 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 fear that just went through me. Um, and I thought, yeah. that's something I've got to work on, because ah. I can't do this if I can't speak in front of people. So I had to go through a little bit of counseling, get used to it, and then I think it was about 12 months after, you asked me to get up on stage and tell people about what I'd done a little bit. Um, and I was astounded yeah. that I was actually able to stand there and but not completely I, crumble. That's really and interesting. I, mean, was, um,
0: I ran the seven-day challenge last week, Paul, and there was about 140 mm. people in the WhatsApp group competing. It was in the Progressive Property Supporter community. Yeah. There was probably seven, 800 people started off competing. Around 140 joined the WhatsApp group by day three. People were dropping out. Obviously, yeah. they didn't know that I was going to fund the deal at the end of the week. They they were thinking so they thought it right. was just finance raising challenge. But if I told everyone in the if I told everyone okay. in the progressive community I'm gonna fund a deal at the end of the week, then they'd be in. Or a lot of them would be in. But I, no, I wanted yeah. people All who in. really wanted to do it. And for three pounds for three pounds forty nine, yeah, yeah, we got the people who really wanted it, rather than the people that are sort of interested but not committed. And uh, yeah, yeah, you got you gotta, you gotta like be committed yeah. to really and I wanted to see who the committed people were. But one of the challenges, one of the challenges yeah. during the week was they had to do a live feed video in the community. Then they had to step it up and do a live feed video on their own profiles. Yeah. And then they had to do a live pitch of their deal. And by, on, <laughs> on Sunday morning, I announced they had to do the live pitch. And on, by Sunday yeah. evening, and I had to review them all, but pick the winners by Monday morning. And I was picking five people to, to step up in front of me and one of the angel <laughs> investors.
1: Sure, so yeah. Day. We did a Dragons
0: Dead. But um, <laughs> yeah. on, by yeah. Sunday evening, after twelve hours, right? Only five, only five people mm-hmm. had pitched. So I had a right go at everybody, and, and I just head into them saying, "Come on, what do you really want this? What an up, yeah." yeah You've had one. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> big,
0: <laughs> big mistake on my part. Big mistake on my part because well, that was eight o'clock Sunday night, and I had to pick five winners by eight o'clock Monday morning. And I, mm. I, I ended up having to watch right. another twenty-one pitches, two of which were twelve minutes long. I was up nearly all night watching these pitches and giving feedback to But <laughs> twenty-six people got out of their comfort zone and did a lot. Li- did a live, really? a live, then a live pitch, then a live. I'm uh, sorry, a live, then a live mm. in the community, a live in their own page, and then a live pitch. Mm-hmm. And the feedback from people that yeah. did that was phenomenal. That they they they, they realised it wasn't as hard as they thought it was. Um, but also they build uh, confidence. So, you, so you've made a really good point and anyone listening, you gotta do stand up in front of an audience. You gotta do a p- video, do a live feed, do something because people need to know mm. you exist. There's 30,000 people, 31,000 mm. people in this progressive community. And most of you don't, people don't know you exist. You sit there and you watch, but you're not doing. And it's about getting out there and doing, it. it's about pushing mm. yourself, getting yourself out of your comfort zone. If you don't get yourself out of your comfort zone, you're not going to make the money that you deserve to make and success is on the opposite side of uncomfortable mm. so getting out of your comfort zone paul um do you think that's increased your income in the last couple of years uh, and in and how how important in a scale of one to ten, is it in your business because a lot of people think it's just find a house buy a house how important is actually putting yourself out there speaking in front of people what what percentage of success would you say that is, in, as well as just knowing how to buy a house?
1: Well, no, it's got to be, if you, especially if you're looking to do it with investor funds, it's up at about eighteen hundred percent percent because if you, you want to speak to investors, then investors need to know you're there. You need to look credible in front of them. Um, you, you know, and, and you need, need to be able to deliver facts because a confused mind yeah. is not going to go into an investment. So you need to be able to learn how to present mm. these sort of things as well at the same time. And it's the same in any sort of, I mean, at the end of the day, if you're trying to source a deal and package a deal with sales and marketing, everything mm. always falls back to sales and marketing. But if you're not confident in yourself and you can't project that confidence to other people, then you are just trying, trying to, you know, trying to fight with your hands tied behind mm. your back. Really. Um, I remember being petrified the first time I did the live, you do this, yeah. for about twenty minutes beforehand, and then you sort of check, make sure it's all right, and the light. And, and you're not sure if you're alive
0: or not, even though it says live on the top corner. You're like, I'm, I'm alive. I'm alive. Yeah. Hello.
1: Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's great, especially then you, know, you start seeing people with a count go up, and you think, oh, oh shit, geez. I can't <laughs> stop now. I'm all in. But yeah, exactly, I'm on. Yeah, exactly. But um, but it's funny because it becomes mildly addictive <laughs> after a while. as so well, it's quite nice you need to still keep on with them and um, i've slacked off myself probably the last few few months uh, at least a couple of months since this whole covid thing but that's because i've been coming through the other side of it and building the plumbing and heating business still as well we've done great in that period of time through that um and that's a mindset thing it's you know i just pivoted i wouldn't have pivoted so when two co- years ago when covid, when COVID happened
0: what decision did you make with your business what did you decide to do
1: Well, I decided very, well, found out very quickly that the the amount of help I was going to get was zero zero pretty much. So I thought, well, I'll help help myself then. So what can I do? And this is property and plumbing. What can I do to get in people's homes still to uh, make them feel more comfortable about purchasing from me? How are they going to sell? Because a lot of of my selling and things like that is done in face-to-face. We do it on viewings. We do it in, you know, can't do that anymore. So how can I do that? So we we progressed everything to online. Um, I was doing quotes via WhatsApp and phone and think FaceTime and anything that was, And you, you've got to make yeah. it easy for people, you know, you, that's mm. your job, not theirs, you know? So, and you see it now that we, 12 weeks later, I've hired another engineer at the end because we're still busy and we're still selling properties to mm. our investors, but there's lots of people that aren't doing that because they just went like that, but they've got, they've got to kind of build that momentum up again. Now it's all open. If you don't keep that momentum going through it and pivot mm. your business to, to make it um, work in the environment that you find yourself in, then you're going to go under. Um, and it's a shame because, you, you know, a lot, of, a lot of these businesses were viable. Yeah. Absolutely. Entity, yeah. So but you, you can't you can't you, you, you can't change. So you can't stay the same. Mm. You have to change. You have to adapt to what's in front of you. Um, and that's crucial. So in Chris
0: Holt is asking, what's your ultimate vision? So what, what's I guess what I'll add to that is what's next for Paul? And then what's the long-term vision for mm-hmm. Paul?
1: Well, next for me is we've got a busy sort of six months coming up anyway. We've got lots in the diary with um, investors, uh, overseas investors that we deal with at the moment. Um, and they seem to; their appetite has not gone down <laughs> one, one bit. We're, we're trying to find more and more deals in that in, in our patch in, in the Greater Manchester area. Anyway, um, on the other business life, like I said, I want to sell uh, the yeah. plumbing and heating firm eventually. That is a real big goal of mine. Have, have you got a price?
0: Have you got a price
1: goal? No, it's got to be more than a mil. It's got to be. I know. I know. There's another man who's uh, probably in a few of these communities who's just sold his plumbing and heating business for just yeah. over three million. Um, and um, he's a lot younger than me. <laughs> so I thought, well, you know what? I want to do this. That's where I'm aiming with that. Um, and it's more just to be able to take something from its infancy, from an idea, concept on a bit of paper and sell it for that amount of money. That, I mean, that that is, it's not even really about the money. I mean, that'd be nice, don't get me wrong, but you know, it's, the, it's more the, the pride and the ability to do it. Um, so on the property side, building everything with Ben, that's going great at the moment. I'm I'm, I'm just loving that journey, especially when he's um he you know, freely admitted he knows a lot more about that sort of side of things than mm. I do anyway. Um so he's he's kind of a business partner and mentor at the same time, really. And it's good and it's good to do, good to do, especially with someone mm. who you went to school with. Um, so that is just being built up and built up. We're still building our own portfolio together as well. The the current aim um is to double the turnover in the sourcing business from last year's figures. Last year's figures was about 120K. We want to double it to a quarter of a million um, by the, within the next 12 months, and then Mm. double it from there. (laughs) Yeah, That'd be great. We also want to start at least looking to buy anywhere between two to four properties a year for our own portfolio. And then hopefully exponentially growing that as well with the income that's already been generated from working in that industry to start with. So yeah, that's what, uh, that's the, Medium, short. Okay, so <laughs> I'm even in forty at the moment.
0: <laughs> so, Sonya's asking, "What's your advice about investing in an area where the property prices are generally higher than the north, for example?" So, I'll get put this into context mm-hmm. a little bit. So, Sonia lives in um, uh, Kings Lynn. Just came to my head. So, in that Kings okay. Lynn area, so she was yeah. on the challenge last week. Um, mm-hmm what would you say yep. to her? So like Manchester is further north, Kingsland's more to the south, and mm-hmm. you're down in Kent. So what yep. would you say to her about investing in an yep. area where the property prices are maybe generally high, not uh, higher than the north?
1: Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, we, we are still investing in Kent as well, just to put that out there. I mean, I've got another business partner who i actually met on one of the training sessions um, with yourself again. And um, it's just a slightly different angle on the same they're mm. just numbers you know these people investors they they, they where the, some of our investors in manchester can buy the full place for cash you know because we're talking terrace house underground mm. you know um that doesn't really happen in kent but they will still have the cash to maybe put a, the deposit down so you can still mm. acquire these properties you can still acquire deals and if a deal still stacks up and there's going to be very little money left in it on refinance or there's a creative strategy say for turning it from a normal house to an HMO or a mini-MO, just to increase the yield and the return on capital employed, then it mm. doesn't matter what area you're in. I find that we can do more in Manchester. It's not really the price difference in Manchester. While well, we picked Manchester. It's because Ben lives in Manchester. Exactly. So Ben had already exactly. done that and I, I always say the area, invest you know? where
0: you are. And what's really interesting that you don't realise, yeah. Paul, that you're about to find out because you probably don't, do you know where Kingsland even is?
1: Right, uh, No, roughly, but not. <laughs> so here's what I'll tell you about people, King's Lynn.
0: Well, house prices in King's mm-hmm. Lynn are pretty much the same as Manchester. So right. so is go. it mindset or is it mm-hmm. area? Because property works wherever mm-hmm. you are if you make it work where you are. And yes, it's about picking the right yeah. thing in the right area. Like Singlet. If you, if you love Singlet and you live in Knightsbridge, Knightsbridge. Don't try and do single at Knightsbridge. <laughs> however, however, no, you can do work, lease yeah. options in Knightsbridge, you can do rent to rent in Knightsbridge, you can do packaging mm-hmm. in Knightsbridge, There's stuff that'll work in certain areas. So you've got to find the thing that works in your area and then implement it. Because what a lot mm-hmm. of people do is they try and do the thing they love in an area that doesn't work, or the thing they think they need to do in an area that doesn't yeah. work. You have to find what works in your area and fall in love with it. So sonia there's things that work in your area find it and fall in love with it learn the creative strategies you had an opportunity this week at the end of the challenge to learn the creative no money down strategies
1: well hey so yeah you gotta take it and it, it is right there is there's different things i mean in kent like i said we can't buy what we can buy in manchester but I also know people who do HMO conversions down there and because of the value of the places, they go straight in for a commercial valuation. All of a sudden, it doesn't matter. That's a, that's a very viable deal then when you're doing a commercial reval at the end of it instead of a, a bricks and mortar one. You know, so there, there are ways of making your property deals work in different areas. You've just got to, you know, it's like mm. you said, you've just got to find what those ways Cat- are really. Um, but yeah, knowing your areas. Cat-
0: Katrina's asking... Yeah. Do your investors? This is an interesting question because it's kind of you'll see the irony. Right. You'll see the irony of yeah. it in a moment. Do do your investors have a view on offshore property investments? Example: Isle of Man pros, cons, etc.
1: Um, well, uh, our investors are yeah. mainly from overseas so, anyway, so they're, they're, they're all, they're, all they're, they're offshore. They're all offshore, offshore investors, investors anyway. But exactly, they're all offshore investors and. Um, and that's the beauty of the things like sourcing um, and especially knowing your area and sourcing in that area because, yes, some of the investors that we deal with would be able to pick Manchester out on a um, on a piece of, you know, on a map. Would they be able to pick out the streets that we know intimately on a the map? They, they wouldn't know them from any area of the country. So that's where, that's a niche that we fill. They they know investing in the UK is fantastic, but they don't want to get burned. You know, I mean, I, I can name a couple of people who've got burnt when they've overseas invested. Um, yeah. you know, <laughs> not knowing the area. Hey,
0: overseas investing, offshore investing cost me <laughs> 10 years of my life.
1: So, yeah. Exactly. So, but and that's why they yeah. pay yeah. a saucer, And that's why they pay us, you know, because we, we do know. Um and, um, and if we don't know, we know somebody in a different area that will know, you know, and it, we, we tailor mate, that their investment to what they want to get from Catr- it. Yeah.
0: So what I'd say to you, Katrin, is um, obviously I tried offshore going the opposite way, going into Eastern Europe and I lost money. Paul's investors are all from offshore. They're bringing money to the UK. The UK is mm. an island. Isle of Man's an island. So if you can find deals mm. in the Isle of Man that gives an investor a good return, and, by the way, that you can um, manage for them, then why would they not want to mm-hmm. invest there? Because, again, this is a mindset thing, just like Sonia's question. You're saying, what, well, the Isle of Man? Would anybody want to invest in the Isle of Man? What about the Isle of Man? Will it work in the Isle of Man? And yet, do you know what, Katrina? There's a bit of water mm-hmm. between you and the mainland. Here's the reality. There's people that are investing in King's Lynn that are going, well, King's Lynn, why would anybody... And they're not, water, they're, they're not surrounded by water, they're mm-hmm. just surrounded by other towns. There's people that are up in, in yep. um, Bristol, down in Bristol even. They're up in Newcastle, they're over in Manchester. They're in, and there's people in Manchester, in this community, that are thinking, oh Manchester, the house prices have gone up a lot in the last few years, it's not as easy as it used to be. <laughs> they're, they're not doing it. It's all here yep. in your head. Whether you think you can or whether you think you can't, you're right. We've got to get over this thing of keep mm-hmm. asking. So I've known Katrina for a while now, and she's consistently always asking, would anybody want to do this in the Alaman?" And lots of other people. I've known Sonia for a while. Kings Lynn, Kings Lynn, Kings Lynn. Get over those things, guys, and get started. And that's to any Christina, Christina, Katrina any Katrina or any Sonia that's listening to this, mm-hmm. is all of those things in your head where you keep questioning yourself, questioning yourself, questioning yourselves. Get educated and implement the, the learning. Get educated and implement the learning. Because too often people say, oh, you can get it all in a book, you can get it all on, on, on Google, etc." Books and Google don't sort the top three inches of your brain out. Go, books and Google don't sort this bit here. That's about you getting the right support, the right learning in the right way, and get your ass kicked. Like I kicked mm. people's bums last week on the seven day challenge, is being forced to implement stuff on a consistent basis that's the difference yes it works in your area i mm. want katrina and sonia to stop talking about their areas not being any good and questioning their area and just bloody doing it because while you're questioning it somebody else is making the money you should be making because something works in every area and you told me about a hmo deal katrina last week in isle of man that would be a great return for somebody so yes it works let's get moving what's next mm. Well, you, can no, keep talk. you keep talking. You keep talking, Paul. Yeah. I'll look for a question.
1: Yeah. No, no I was just going to say on those points as well. It comes down to the figures um, because if, if 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 figures stack up, it doesn't matter what area of the country is. It? It's especially to somebody from overseas. So if you if you can prove that somebody right, might get a return on capital, say between ten and twenty percent, mm. that's miles better than getting the bank. And you've got to remember that not everybody's been through the same training as you. So if they think. 5% is fantastic, and you're offering a deal at 10%, mm-hmm. then they won't care it's in the Ireland this, or Kingsland. Yeah. You know, it's, it's this is figures. interesting about
0: mindset, Sonia, because Phil Heaton, who's on my mastermind, right? Phil has just commented, and this is about a mindset because he's learned stuff in the right way. Kingsland has about seven hotels or bed and breakfasts that are struggling right now. How does Phil know that? You need to know that. Why does Phil know that? Because he's been trained on how to find out this information. You don't need to own property. Don't buy. Offer to help the owners by managing the property for three to five years on rent-to-rent SA. Go talk to the elderly hotel B&B owners who might have never heard of Booking.com. These big old properties are ripe for conversions to HMOs. And no money down mentality, but many people sit back and go, no money down is not possible until they have their eyes opened to the opportunities that are right in front of you in your towns throughout this country. Mm-hmm. Learn how to do property investing in the right way. Learn the strategies to be creative, or else you'll be exchanging your time for money in a job, trying to build a portfolio, and it's not gonna work for you quick enough. Learn the creative strategies, learn how to do no money down thinking, no money down investing, and let's get you moving in 2020. Stop waiting for the COVID-19 to end while everyone else is scaling the business. Let's get going. What else have we got, Paul? So um, what would your sort of top three tips for anyone who's listening in be? um, If they're thinking about getting started in property, if maybe if they're struggling in property right now, if they've given it a go, but haven't met its success of it
1: yet, what would you, what would your top three tips for them be? Yeah, well, just 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 start again if you haven't given up, um, because it will come and it does come with time. Like I said, um, Ben didn't get his first deal until he'd done six months of the mastermind, mm. and it happened within about the last. Like, and hold, two hold that of thought for a minute because we we had, S- S- Van, we had
0: Esteban uh two weeks ago because we had done last week, and he was the same. Oh, Esteban yeah, was the yeah. same, same thing. Six months before mm. he got his first deal, and then two came at once within a couple of weeks. And it's interesting that, but many people yeah. quit before. Within, within a month or two of their training, they quit. They give up. They go, oh, I've tried this. It didn't work. Mm. Because they don't, it doesn't they're happen that, in that time. That time. <laughs> and it's so interesting. And that's why I want to get people like you on here to re-embed mm. the message to people. Guys, mm. you, quitters don't win. Winners don't quit. So number one, mm. bit of advice is yeah. get, go, keep going. If you've quit, get started again. Get back yes. on the horse. Yeah. If you yeah. haven't even started, get started.
1: What's the next two? yeah exactly definitely. Um, well like I said get educated so start listening to books taking in information from people who have already done what you're doing like I said my whole business mindset was I just had to learn as I went and I did that for 8 years didn't get me very far the last 2 years have been fantastic because I've spoken to people who have already built businesses before me and um, there's, there's nothing new under the sun you can't, there's no point in exactly. reinventing the wheel you can just ask people how would you do this and they go we well, just do this yeah. and they'll tell you as well because <laughs> you know, yeah. people like helping people, so if you if you need advice, ask for it, and then make sure you ask. If you don't ask, you, you don't get. Um, guess. no, that's it. Yeah, definitely not. No, no, I mean it was a SA deal when it came because I said, "Well, I, mm. I can house your workers." He wasn't going to say, "Well, can you ask? Can you house my workers?" I was like, "No, I can." So yeah, and then I'll then I'll, I'll go and ring Kevin and work out. I'm going to do it quick because <laughs> you know, I've said I will now. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and that, that's probably another one. Number three. Go on, sorry, Kevin. Yeah, well, like I said, just, just commit to everything that you do, really, and, and commit 100%. So if you're going to do something, you can't do it half-assed. There's no point in outsourcing everything until you've actually made it to to a certain stage. Because like I did with plumbing, I took my eye off the ball to start doing property because property was a yeah. shiny penny that I was chasing now. Plumbing went to one side and started, funny enough, just dipping. So don't take your eye off especially if you've already got a business, don't take your eye off it completely. But start building it to the point where you can scale it, then start leaving it alone. So now I've got people, engineers, and people doing quotes and things like that. I can now spend two days a week in Manchester doing property. Hmm. And now both the income levels on both sides are going up. So you you, you have to – don't just let things slip. You have to be a bit of a Hmm. plate spinner to, to start with. But, you know, concentrate on one until you've actually nailed it. And then move on to the next once you've outsourced it, you know. And then that's how you get multiple. Shigs. Absolutely
0: awesome! It's been brilliant to catch up, Paul. It's been brilliant to hear what you've been up mm-hmm. to and um, the plan to yeah, scale. Yeah, you uh, to... you You've been listening to NMD TV. Here's my Paul Salmon. I've been Kevin McDonald. You've been absolutely awesome. Good night.